Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know, there's an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going. Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is, you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news reviews and interviews. The battle to be the queen of the mother-pucking world has moved to Canada as nine dancing divas from around the globe have made their way to the great white north in a season that is promised to not be rigged. We'll see about that. So who had a quick bonjour high before saying au revoir, bye? It's time to talk all things Canada's Drag Race, Canada versus the world. And joining me on the pod is a jam-packed panel of glam nominees. <laughs> Ryan, how are you? Hi. Hi, I'm good. How are you? Well, first off, first off, congratulations to you both. How thank are you feeling? You. Thank you. You as well. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Nine times am I ready? Eight? Ten. This ten. The podcast getting it again this year makes it 10. So I, I like even numbers. So I'm happy. That's amazing. That. I love that for you. Congrats. Oh. Thank you. Um, Ryan, you were nominated last year. Mac, this is your first yeah. Yes, yes, this is my first. Avecma was founded in March 2022, so we haven't even been around for a glam season yet. So there it is. Exciting to have a nomination in our first. Yeah, it's it's really exciting because this year's. Um, I don't want to get into it too much because that could be a whole different podcast. Uh, but this year's nominees, like, there's a lot of first time nominees, especially in new categories that they've never been nominated before. Definitely exciting. I think yeah. it's really exciting that sort of like in this, I say post-pandemic loosely, in this post-pandemic like New York City drag scene, there are so many more people like who are putting themselves out there and yeah. who like are really changing things in terms of like what we expect from the scene and mm-hmm. changing what it means to be like a leader and a mover and shaker in this scene. So I'm really excited about a lot of the nominees. And and that's, well, I was going to say, like, that's a lot of what they discussed in this episode. So I think it's kind of full circle exciting that we get to talk about it all. Right. Ryan, what were you going to say? I know you had a very important say, I feel like there are so many new people that I've met this year, like Mm -hmm. just from last glams and Mm -hmm. it's awesome. It's Yeah, I I feel like I was a little nervous this year that I wasn't going to get nominated because there's a new crop of people popping up that I haven't met yet because I haven't been as out and about as I because I was away and injured yeah. and unable to walk. Um, so it was a little harder for me to try to campaign this year, but I'm happy. I'm very good. But both of you, congrats. And you, you get to be um, voted on by our peers. I do not. Yeah. I get the general public in both categories, which means oh my gosh. congratulations to <laughs> Lady Bunny and Monet Exchange. Oh my God. <laughs> You Again. never know. Listen, 10 times the charm. Well, I, I've already asked Cherry. She's not getting back to me. She left me on red. I want to know what the voting period is because if it sure. happens to be at the end of, well, if it's the end of DragCon, then I can say to all my new friends at DragCon, hey, can you make a little video for me? Oh, 
I know it starts December 1st, mm-hmm. but I don't know mm-hmm. how long it goes for. I'm going to see if I can push it. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not, I'm not trying to make things unfair, but if all Monet has to do is tweet once and she beats all of us. Right. Listen, I support you. So I'll see. But let me give the disclaimer to all the new listeners of the podcast. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television show production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have been given the opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they have also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said on the podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. Lovely. Also said with the knowledge that none of us do drag and could ever do drag. So hey, that's not necessarily true. I'm <laughs> sure you both would be fabulous. Sure. <laughs> I am old and like Isis Couture have bad knees. So but what, a, what a queen though. Like not to jump the gun. What a queen. Well, she's so incredible. And I love that she says she has bad knees and I've seen her perform live and like, yeah, you No, you don't have bad knees. But you also said like, this is, this is the vulnerability and the relatability that the judges are looking for. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what it is. All right. Let's dive into this episode. The battle heads north after the UK made history, bringing international drag superstars to battle it out. Now in this introduction voiceover we get from Rue, First off, we must discuss how gay and Canadian was because Rue ends it with, let's go, girls. <laughs> she... Come on now. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Shania Twain. Um, it, was, it was perfect. It, it had to do it. When is Shania going to be on uh, Canada uh, as a guest judge? When is Shania going to be on Canada as a judge, guest judge? I don't... I honestly... I'm sure we've had Shania as a lip sync. Yeah, but like, I would like more yeah. Shania. Well, she, um, she's been a judge on U.S., so like yeah. she likes the show. She likes yeah, the games. Yeah, Canada. I feel like her and Brooke would have good banter. I think so, too. Yeah. Now, also, when she says, who will survive the elements in each other, we immediately hear Rajo Harris. oh, my God, is, like, if she wins, we already done know the results, right? Right? Uh, I, I love a little foreshadowing, okay? Listen, I think I, right. I catch that right away. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. listen. I love an Easter egg. I, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, am a fan of Taylor Swift, so I am used to Easter eggs everywhere in my life. I didn't even try. Okay, okay, okay. I okay. listen. I am a comfortable level of Taylor Swift fan where I enjoy her music, and I am not willing to like fist fight a 14 year old girl for a seat in for a seat in the stadium um I listen if tickets appear to me great if they don't whatever radical acceptance that's Mm -hmm. my (laughs) there it is all right let's go through our first queen alien actress taking over the world baby it's Rita Vega from season one of Canada's Drag Race and she is back uh, she reminds us that she won three maxi challenges, and I'm reminded that some of those wins should not have been hers, but um, <laughs> maybe that's going to happen on this episode as well. I see Spicy yeah. coming out the gate. Oh, yeah. She says she's known for her fight with Jimbo, and I think that was one of the most iconic moments that I do play on repeat when I need a cheering up. Oh, it's a great oh, fight. love it. It's a great fight. I hope at DragCon the two of them can recreate it. Ooh, I would like to see or better. <laughs> yeah, really. 
She says she'll be bringing excellence on the runway acting and singing skills with a lot of comedy. And she explains that she hasn't stopped working since her season aired and was featured on Big Brother, Big Brother Celebrity, which is the Quebec version. And she's been on over 30 different TV shows and she will be on another TV show coming soon, but we don't officially get to talk about that yet. Yeah, she really has been working a lot. Mm-hmm. She was so close to the crown and she is here to prove that grandma still got it. She will spend some awkward time walking around the stage like she is an old Nana. And um, I'm fairly certain that I'm older than her. So um, I was feeling very attacked. <laughs> yeah, I think she. I think she's someone who's sort of like her drag persona is older than she is. Yeah. And she's okay with that. Yeah. All right. Her look is by Luke Couture. Hair by Stefan Scotto de Cesar. Jewels by Amped Accessories. I think she looked expensive. There are a lot of sparkles and stones in the look. Um, the garment is perfect. It's shaped great. The proportions are right. It's very regal. I just don't know how I feel about the hair. Like, it's a it, lot to take in. Yeah. I don't love it. Yeah. But everything else is good. I understand what she was going for. And I do think that, like, taking it as sort of, like, a revamped version of her first entrance look into the mm-hmm, workroom mm-hmm. is, like, sort of a nice touch for coming back for a second season i it's not my favorite yeah, i almost wonder if this fun. is how like alien actresses on her planet style their hair sure <laughs> right what were you gonna say what are your thoughts no yeah um like i i don't hate it i i do think she looks i mean fabulous but it definitely isn't my favorite of all yeah. of Mm-hmm. Yeah. it works i'll give it a two yeah it, yeah I would she does she does look, she does look great and green she does yeah all right two two smack where are you going um i'll go two i might as well i'll go audience with audience agrees 78 percent toot 22 percent boot mm. all right you know the dish is never complete without me on top it's stephanie prince and she is here to take what was stolen from her as she believes she was robbed uh which is cute because that's not true uh she (laughs) says on her season she was seen as a threat and after one stumble she went home she says she has more to show and the queens will underestimate her she says they don't know what she can do and that will be her strategy to win the whole thing Hmm. her look is by suki doll nails by nail by indigo this is a very simple look for an entrance of a legend season but um it's still very cute I like that she also has gotten the green memo. Um, as yeah. many people are afraid of green. We've seen her do better. I do find it interesting that this is what she wants to do for her reintroduction. Um, it's a good walk around look, maybe. Yeah. Love the hair, very playful. Um, am I underwhelmed a bit? Yeah. Is it gonna get better? Probably. Yeah, I agree. Um, like I like the dress. I kind of want to see it on like one of my friends. <laughs> yeah yeah that, that makes just sense. not like the entrance look i agree i, I think agree. she's i think she's going for fashion rather than for like over the top entrance look drama sure. which i can understand and appreciate i just think especially once there are more people in the workroom it sort of like blends into the background a little bit. absolutely i'll give it a soft too yeah i'll go yeah, with that soft there's the no audience yeah Audience, 60% toot, 40% boot. Now, Rita and Stephanie will have their first interaction as they have never met before, which I find fascinating. I really wow. thought everyone knows each other, but I love not. getting to watch people like meet each other for the first time yeah. in these situations. Oh, no, yeah. 100%. And even mm-hmm. things will happen on a regular season when like someone walks in and you're like, I know you from Instagram. Like, yeah, I love, I love getting to see them sort of like in their natural habitat. 
I'm not saying anything, but I just cannot wait for this upcoming season for certain interactions because it's going to be glorious. <laughs> I can't wait. All right. Stephanie believes that Rita will be big competition. And then Stephanie is like, I look better, which is funny of her. She's a comedy queen, apparently. <laughs> she is a comedy queen. All right. Next up, Kenny Jen looking like a slice. Canada versus the world. Let's roll the dice. You know it. It's Kendall Jenner from season two of Canada's Drag Race and the milestone episode 500 of Block Talk. Love. She says she will remember her. We will remember her from stretch bodysuits and her iconic verse in the finale, which I guess we were mentioning this because she needed us to be reminded why she's going to use the word slice a million times this episode. Because Yeah, take a shot every time she says the word slice. I just didn't remember it. Did, why am I not remembering this verse? I honestly did, but that's because I've like I've been a Kendall stan since before mm-hmm. she was on Drag Race. Like I have loved her drag for a while, so I always had my eye on her. So I remembered yeah. it, but I also I don't know. I might be weird. I, she I love her. She's brilliant, but um, I feel like Isis really stole that performance. So I don't remember much besides yeah. Isis. Anyway. She has shot a movie. She is the face of a national makeup campaign, which when you see other queens see it in the store, they take uh, pictures and stories of it and it's quite priceless. But she is ready to bring that powerful energy to the competition. Her look, I got no designers listed. She didn't uh, tag anyone. I kind of love it. It's much more elevated than she showed on season two. Um, Come on embellishments. The blue and gold pair so well with her. And the auburn hair really is a departure from her normal portfolio. But I think it really gives a nice pop. Um, Yeah, I I tend to not. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I love that hair color on her. Yeah, it's it's so sexy. Beautiful. I tend not to be a fan of the shin guards, but if you're going for like an armor idea, I would have loved something like on the arms to match. Not even like armor, yeah. but just like a rhinestone elbow length glove. Um, but the headpiece to die for. Yeah, I love the headpiece. I love the hair. Yeah, I love, I definitely, I love boobs up. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, it is a bit of an improvement. So for that, I'll give her a two. Absolute yeah. for me. Two. Audience 72% to 28% boot. Love. Kendall will give Rita a hug and then Stephanie will call her a stupid dumb whore. I mean, tell us how you really feel. Um, though it actually could be an actual gag, as I've mentioned on the podcast before. Kendall was not in the original lineup for this cast. She was a late edition. So mm-hmm. maybe they were actually gagged. Backstage mm-hmm. drama. Mm-hmm. Now, Rita, Stephanie, and Kendall believe that they will be representing Canada and it's a good top three. And Stephanie says that she's the winner in the middle, and Kendall reminds her that she is delusional and wearing green. And Rita's going to go even <laughs> further. Yeah. Right. She's going to go further and says Stephanie's delusional. Kendall is a liar, and she is the winner. Why is Kendall a liar? What's she do to her? I, well, I want to. Someone was, knows something we don't. I was going to say, we can, we can find out later in the well, season. Don't. Apparently, we can. Yeah. yeah, who knows? Right. <laughs> All right. Now, as the screen is going to go up, Stephanie is like, oh, she looks expensive. The hair, the feathers. I mean, we're going to understand why the bitch got money. You thought winter was over. The Ice Queen's back to snatch another crown. It's Isis Couture, winner of season two of Candace Drag Race. She says the one moment that everyone talks to her about is the makeover challenge where she made over Michaela Couture, who is now a contestant on Call Me Mother season two, which is very we have literally no physical choice but to stand. Exactly. Um, Isis has a reputation of being the look girl and the dancer and says she is Canadian royalty. 
And now speaking of the look, this confessional look, um, they say money can't buy happiness, but it sure can buy you new lips. Um, those are <laughs> life preservers. Those are plugs. Good they for are. her. Good for her. Self-love. <laughs> um, she and I are the same age, so I guess I need to make my face not move too. So maybe that way I'll find love. Listen, you never know. You never know. The amount of times that in the past year that's like, I really think maybe Botox just once. Well, I'll try it. That's it. But I have a very addictive personality, so I don't think it's going to be once. Yeah, so. I feel like it's sort of like tattoos. Like it's like you can't have one potato chip. Mm. Thank God I have no tattoos yet because that would be yeah. very expensive and um, my mom would very not be happy with me. Very expensive. <laughs> All right, this look, I'm so mad at her. No designers listed because wow. I want to know who made it. It's perfection. Yes. I love the violet, the way the feathers just move on this garment and the pairing it with that softer gold gives her this elevation that is just unmatched. The hair is stunning, pairs well with the entire garment. The earrings, um, dear God, her earlobes must be hurting. They wow. were giant. Yeah. Um, but if you're a winner returning for this kind of season, you, you got to do it this way. Yeah. yeah. The silhouette is gorgeous. I'm like, it's royalty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She and that looks violet. Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous. I say, she looks so good in this color. It's an absolute toot for me. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Two. Audience, 98% to wow. 2% boo. You, that one person, you made me real mad. <laughs> 2% someone clicked accidentally. They were uh, yeah. Okay. Let's go with that yeah, answer. Let's be we'll, honest we'll, with we'll go there. <laughs> now as she poses the girls on the side are like nope this is is this for real what are you doing here and she's like surprise bitch um who let this bitch back in here well the producers kendall um and i think it's because they plan to have another winner alongside her but that bitch said no rue's not there i'm not doing it yeah because we were supposed to have electrobionic but she didn't want to do it oh Which, that's new to me hey maybe she would finally win something Listen. Listen. Oh God. I cannot imagine going through like the the expenses and the trauma and just like the life-altering experience that is being on Drag Race and then being like, I won a participation trophy. Like, no, no. For what it's crazy. I mean, Electra wins the crown, winning no maxi challenges. And now that's the new strategy. You don't have to win anything and you can yeah, still win. Sure. Fair. Well, Rita will say in confessional that $100,000 must not have been en- enough as those lips cost a fortune. And that's T. And Kendall says that she just wanted to show off her new face, which is funny because it's probably true. <laughs> now, Rita thought she was the grandma, but now it's Isis. Um, and Rita asks why they wanted her to compete again. And Isis says so they can get rid of Rita, which maybe that's foreshadowing too. Listen, uh, you never know. We'll see. It's Isis versus the three of them. And that worked out well that last time. As Isis says, she wants to snatch another crown as she already went through all her money and she needs some more. And that is the relatable content we all deserve. Absolutely. Yes. Every day. <laughs> All right. I may be from down under, but it's time to get on top of the world. It's Anita Wiglet, and she's back. And this time she will show the world she is oddly flexible. Which she's not. No. <laughs> she says people always talk about her snatch game as Queen Elizabeth II, and she feels like the queens will underestimate her, which she finds to be wonderful as they won't see what's coming. Her look is by Karen Walker, hair by Wigs and Grace, and jewels by House of Priscilla. Um, listen, a gown with pockets is a serve. Smart move. Um, very classic old Hollywood. It's a glamour side we certainly did not see from Anita on Drag Race Down Under. The hair is styled beautifully. 
did we need that single strand of black? Not necessarily, but I like the softer side of Anita to show versatility. I just wonder if she picked the silhouette and the color that might've made it pop more, it would have been better. But overall styled well, nice. I feel like for me, my like, I wish that the hair tones were reversed. I wish mm -hmm. it was black mm -hmm. hair with a blonde streak mm -hmm. rather than blonde with a black streak. I can see that, yeah. I feel like that would have given her a little more drama, but I also, full disclosure, like did not make it all the way through like the season of Drag Race Down Under. So this is That's sort of fair. my introduction to Anita, but like excited to see what's in store for her. Yeah, she's a fun one. It's not my, it's my least favorite look so far. Yeah, I would definitely say that. I bad. would agree there. It's, it's not bad. bad. It's, it's out of everybody fine. so far. Yeah, it's fine. We're also yeah. talking about, about drag and about specifically drag fashion on such an elevated level of like, mm -hmm being like not just a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race but being a contestant on this elevated version of the show that like even the like things I don't like are still like an A minus you know oh, absolutely absolutely now we're gonna have our first interaction interaction between Canada and the world and they're gonna welcome her to Canada but um she did in fact spend a couple years in Vancouver for um so she's been to Canada before okay. which I'm almost wondering is that why they cast her because she wow. didn't have to bother with any like clearance otherwise because she's already been to Canada I like that. yeah makes, yeah I mean makes sense to me yeah Rita says she was her favorite on her season and she is funny and stupid like her next up with the one of the best entrance lines. Prepare to be sick of me. It's Silky Nutmeg Ganache from season 11 and All Star Sex. I thought it was brilliant because she must listen to the podcast like this one where for a while I was sick of her. I'm never sick of her. I'm sorry. I love her. I love that all of her entrance looks have been the exact same shade of blue. Mm -hmm. The blue's mm -hmm. great. The blue's great. We love a theme. I think she's hysterical and I, I couldn't have not have been more thrilled to see her walk in. All-Star yeah. 6 was a redemption for me. Oh, absolutely. It's not that I didn't like her season 11, but I I really fell in love. Absolutely. absolutely. You couldn't have watched that like lip sync episode of All-Star 6 and not loved her. Oh, it was the Silky Show. Yeah. I, I still believe that she should have won that, but storyline, storyline. She did walk in for the third time with a food item in hand. This time it looks like she's got some bubbly. Um... She says that we may know her from being robbed by Brooklyn in the lip sync, as well as the lip sync grew in All-Star 6, where she slayed six of the seven girls. And she says she plans on coming back strong with all the seasoning. And if you can't handle salt, pepper, cayenne pepper, garlic powder, garlic salt, onion powder, she's not for you because she is fully seasoned. And she is here to slay any hoe from any country because that's what she's here to do. Period. I laugh, I laugh at every one of her confessionals every time. It's, it's like, she's very good. She's she very good. To yeah. She is entertainment. All right. This look, no designers listed. And again, I'm mad. I want to know because this is the best thing she's ever worn until the runway. Um, I love the silhouette on her. It is sexy. It's curvaceous. She's using her body to highlight the swerves and curves with the feathers poking out. The face mask fascinator is a cute touch, very fashion. Now, whether she worked with a team that really helped her understand how to look on the, this show's runway or she's finally come to understand what's in, required to improve on this show, she has certainly stepped it up. I am so happy to see it. And even just the blue being so breathtaking, she pairs yeah. it with that pink heel that matches all the pink stones in the garment. This was perfection. Mm. I love it. 
I wish it was like two inches longer or two inches shorter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But other that's than always that, my biggest problem with Silky. She's never getting it right on the proportion, on yeah, the length. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, like proportion wise in the silhouette, it's gorgeous. Like no yeah. notes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll give it a two. Two. Hundred percent. Guess what? That's what the audience said. Hundred percent two. Well, I'm a witch. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Sometimes it just pops out. She greets everyone and says they look so good. And Silky says she knows Stephanie Prince. And I was like, um, why? That's wild. And uh, I guess Stephanie was a little shocked that she was actually known by another drag race queen. <laughs> wild. So there I are just, so many that like. If you gave me a test right now to name all the drag queens from Drag Race, I don't know how I would do. There was yeah. a time when, because I was obsessed with Survivor, there was a time that I could list every single person mm-hmm. in order of elimination can't do that anymore there's too many yeah i could probably i could probably give you a good number of the contestants i could i would i would say i could probably name the like over 50 percent if you give me yeah i could put names oh totally oh oh, that that's easy that one i could definitely do but um names i'm like no way (laughs) but yeah my my brain we're getting to like a lot of a lot a lot of seasons and like we go back to some of those early seasons like who are you? <laughs> Who? Um, well, Isis was- like it's franchising into so many other countries as well. I'm like, mm-hmm. there are too many franchises for me to keep up with. Listen, well, there's the crazy thing with drag. also with DragCon, like everyone wants to go, but they kind of have to limit it. Otherwise, there would be way too many queens. That would just be <laughs> overkill and probably not help them and they'd lose money. Yeah, right. Yeah. DragCon is so much fun though. I had the best so time last year. I- so excited to go to London. I've never been uh, to London. Oh my God, you're going to love London. Yeah. Anyone has any tips or tricks or things to do, please let me know because I mm-hmm. I want to experience it a little bit. Um, but I'm already starting to um, message people and be like, okay, so we're going to do a little chat and interview. Just let me know what, let me know what time. When is it? Uh, January 6th through oh. 8th. Oh my God, amazing. Oh my I God, know. It's so coming up. I'm in my assistant. I have a lovely uh, little drag queen from the UK assisting me, and oh. they know a bunch of queens already. So it's like, great. This I is going to work out perfect. I will not be in the UK, but I will be in LA in May. I wish they wouldn't have announced it yet, but I understand they want Black Friday ticket sales. So I yeah. get it. My pocketbook will not allow me to go at the moment, but we'll see. <laughs> Things could change. We never know. Yeah, you never know. Now, Ice is going to ask what is in the wine glass and silky says it comes from the titties and i don't want to know anymore sure <laughs> all right now that i've won your hearts it's time to win the crown oh my god it's Roger hare from season 11 and all stars and i'm still waiting for her to win my heart she says her first season was a learning experience and all stars six was her coming out and reintroduction to the entire world she is known for turning and look a look and a lip sync and she's ready to be here and be frugal and smart and wise and putting her heart out am i still bitter and think she should have been eliminated instead of honey davenport yes i am am i completely biased in that opinion of course because i was team honey's getting her ready for DragCon, uh mm-hmm. for a drag race but um Raja did redeem herself in All Star Six. Oh, definitely. I love her. I love From her too. All Star Six, like, I, yeah. If anyone ever goes back to my season eleven recaps, oh boy, <laughs> there's a reason why I couldn't go up to her and interview her because it's like I think I need a little more time before um, I yeah. feel comfortable. I've I've loved her from the jump. Like I've I've always her been confessionals a fan of hers. have always been good. Hysterical. <laughs> 
This look is by Raja, hair by Larry Trayvon. Once again, she is using her name on her look. It's not as legible or visible as previous times, Mm -hmm. but it's a cool idea. Um, I think it's a very plain shade of gray, which I thought was shocking. I thought she would definitely go purple here. Um, She said, I'll save it for the runway, don't you worry. (laughs) Literally. Um, Apologies to anyone I insult here. Mullets are still not my thing, but- I'm insulted. I I love a mullet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i know that this is going to be a recurring theme for me all season with raja um i want her to be so much better and work with a collaborator because i know that if she like expands her repertoire of of design it's going to be amazing because i think the a different person designing this could have made it a serve Mm. i get that i love it i I know that I'm biased because I mm-hmm. do love her, but I think it's smart. I think it's like sort of in a way, like a nod to her past entrance looks with oh, the fully. names, but doing it in a way that is so much more sophisticated and is mm-hmm. so much more the like drag artist she's grown into now. Um, I think it's smart and I love a mullet. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. I'm, 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 I think I'm, I'm the minority of mullet loving, so. <laughs> I do love a mullet. It's not my favorite thing I've seen her in but I like it I'll give it my first boot of the episode okay mine's like a soft two nevertheless she tooted <laughs> the audience is 57% toot 42% boot oh okay now she sees Silk and she's like my sister could have called me and told me that she was coming um but that would have been a breach of contact contract but JK everyone else does it all the time and read it spoofs <laughs> Gets it. But also, do you really think she didn't know, or she just? Oh, of course she knew. Of course oh. they knew. <laughs> um, they probably used some of the same hair designers too, so I'm sure right. it was common knowledge. But she said, um, "Silky says they can't have Tweedle without D." And I'm like, "I think you were searching for Tweedle D and Tweedle Dumb, but you don't want to call your sister dumb." But I get where you're going for. I get it. <laughs> sure. Now they say third time's a charm with these two. And I said on the preview podcast, I want them to be cast on the amazing race together. Oh my God. They'd be so great. Uh, listen, I oh love my God, it'd be so funny. Race. I love the amazing race. I think like drag artists on the amazing race would be like, I want a full season of it. Oh, it would be so amazing. I mean, I know there was that really funny, silly um, fan posted amazing drag race style thing that they were going to do. Uh, it's not true, people. Don't believe it. Yeah. Um, but I have been trying to produce, maybe maybe this year is going to be the year for Pride. I want to do the Amazing Drag Race where you have teams of two going throughout New York City from bar to bar and you cannot leave until you get a certain amount of tips at the bar. Ooh. It's a big fundraiser. Yeah, right. Oh, totally. That's fun. We'll see if I can get bars to do it. Ooh, um, Paul's best friend race. There it is. Because I know there are a bunch of queens who would love to do that kind of yeah. challenge. Yeah. Now, Let's talk about her look. It is purple. She has fur. And I don't know if you've seen Binge Queens yet, but um, they said it looked like coming to America. And now I cannot unsee it. <laughs> I think it was actually Raven who said it. I was like, mm-hmm. checks out, checks out. Raja is already ready to fight. Even with more queens to come, she says they are all big competition, but the person there with a crown may be the biggest competition. Mm-hmm. And Isis is fully aware she has a target on her back. And yeah. Silky thinks it's going to be fierce based on the entrance looks as there are no flip-flops, which I will take offense to because I'm a proud flip-flop wearer. And again, our winner of season 14 did wear flip-flops. Yes, this is Willie Hill erasure. 
I know, crazy. Um, I mean, who doesn't like flip-flops? They're fun. They're easy. I mean, I guess technically she wore like slides more than flip-flops. I don't care what they were. I loved them. Oh, so did I. She's brilliant. All right. I'm back, bitches. It's Vanny Milan. Aren't you glad to see me? From Drag Race UK3, and she's about to serve you dirty rice. Do you think she and Raja will sing, have a sing-off where they just sing dirty rice and oh my God at each other? <laughs> That's the song that. we need. Yeah, absolutely. She is known for being one of the best lip syncers in the drag scene. She has won three lip syncs and she wiped the floor with the bitches and she's here to do it again. Sadly, she filmed this line before she saw Black Peppa do it four times, <laughs> period. She has stepped her cookies up, the makeup, the beat, the uh, uh, outfit on perfection, the attitude, the tenacity, the flavor. She is serving you all things you need and a bag of chips, but she's not serving you a bag of chips, she promises. Um, but the fact that she like regretted saying that the second she said it was very funny. I would <laughs> yeah. laugh too. I loved it. Um, remember how we had like the before and after runway on All Star 7? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Here's the before and after runway I want. Read a bag of chips. <laughs> Read a bag of chips. That's good. Wow. I don't know what it would be, um, but I'm sure it would be yeah. much better. <laughs> Stop. Her look is by Amici Queens, hair by Imondo, hair jewels by Tanel Venerie, jewelry, nails by Cruelty Free, claws. I am shocked this was not made by her partner, but um, hey, she got coin now. She don't, don't need her partner. Yeah, right. Orange is her color. She is going to continue to stay claiming it. The silhouette is magnificent. Love the stoning on the top. Those fur puff sleeves are stunning. Um, though I might have went a shade or two a little lighter, I think her hair is a statement that she is unapologetically black, and I love that not only can she share it on the runway, but celebrate it. Incorporating the orange into the beads and the braids really brought it all together. Such an improvement for her. Yeah, absolutely. Two. I love it. I love the sleeves. This color is delicious on her. 10 out of 10, too. I'll give it a two. The audience, 85% to 15% boot. She sees icons, icons, icons. And as she stands next to Silky and Raja, she says, come on, Melanin. And that is going to be our important theme of this episode. It will be the through line that we will discuss a lot. And Vanity reminds us that she didn't have much Melanin in her season and she was the only Black queen there present. And Raja reminds her, well, now it feels like home. Mm. And finally, another brilliant entrance line. I'm fat. It's Victoria Scone, our favorite celesbian from Drag Race UK3. She says being cast as the first cis woman on any franchise of Drag Race was correct. And I say more, please. Yes, thank you. She reminds us that she had to withdraw from the competition due to an injury in her lip sync for the win. And she broke the nation's heart as she broke her knee. She says that everything happens for a reason as the universe wanted her to come to Canada, take over the world, and also, you know, have a chance to actually win money. She says her drag is perfectly depicted by the word buffet. She says her drag is a little bit of everything as she pulls very good looks. She's a comedy queen, an entertainer, and a pageant queen. She's the full Sunday roast. Mm-hmm. The look is by Portsmouth Costumers. Hair by How's Your Head Wigs. Jewels by Bling 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 UK. Dear God, this was beautiful. Like, first off, that mug is stamped. It's beautiful and soft. The hair is to die for. Very glamorous. She is serving you, again, swerves and curves and that ombre feather dress beautiful and she's giving you glamour and fashion and just the tinge of camp and that's exactly what i expect from victoria scone exceptional 
the second she got announced for this season, I was like, oh, like we're done. That's that's my girl. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I love her. I am obviously very biased as a fellow lesbian in the New York City scene. Um, I love her. I think this is perfect on her, and I am so happy she's back. Yeah, I'm so happy she's back on my TV screen. Like uh, everyone's yeah. devastated. Th- this oh, is I- the person yeah. that's going to change drag race and i'm very glad we got to showcase why just keep her in a bubble no sliding don't fall down yeah and i'm very excited to see like you know obviously having her on the show was like a big step for the show i'm excited to see where the show grows from this in terms of having more like representation in terms of having kings on the show having like more non-binary folks having like greater representation of what drag is outside of like drag queen capital D capital Q. I agree. I mean, listen, I know that a lot of the excuses were branding, branding. Well, you have to change the theme song, blah blah. I don't know, no more. I don't care. You can no. give us a new theme song. Give Rue, you record enough tracks, you can record yeah. a new version. Um, so it's time for some changes, and um, there there's rumors already that there are some kings in the ring for Drag Race France too. So. Great. Fingers crossed. Fingers Come crossed. on, Nikki doll. Make us proud. Yeah. That's my girl. It's a toot for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> we could not Audience. Have been- 98% toot, 2% boot. I know this one was not a mistake. I'm not calling anybody out, but. <laughs> yeah. Angry. She's going to go to Vanity to greet her first as they got to show some UK love. And Silky asks her what it's like to come back. And she says she's ready as she was cut too soon and ready to eat up the competition and finish the job. So that's it, right? Well, there's one more body behind that wall. They've got heels and a man's body. Rita thinks it's Ryan Gosling, which, I mean, could you imagine? I'm here for that. Um, But no, no. It's our hostess, Brooklyn Heights. Could you imagine if the twist was that she was competing? Competing. <laughs> I would gag. Like, I I love her behind the judges table. I think there's a really interesting element of, like, her being able to be, like, a peer to these queens and also mm-hmm. be a judge of them because it feels more like it's coming from a place of, like, support and love rather than a place of judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I would have I would have loved to see her compete, too. Listen. I mean, I mean, there were there people thought Rue was going to be hosting it. Brooklyn would be in it. No, it, oh. it's her show. She, she earned it. She's got it. She is going to welcome them to Canada's Drag Race, Canada vs. the World. And she says, for some, this is home. And for others, it's the furthest north they've ever been. They've been invited because they have an X factor and not only make them true, no strong and fierce, but global phenomenons. And one of them will use their charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent to melt hearts and prance away with $100,000 and be crowned the queen of the motherfucking world. Work. Now, for the Maxi Challenge, they will need to divide if they want to conquer, as this week they will perform groups to battle it out as girl groups, and they get to pick their partners. Mm-hmm. They're going to be introducing, reintroducing themselves to the world as they perform a show-stopping rendition of Canada's Drag Race original, Bonjour High. Um, I, I can't wait to talk about this song. Have I listened to it on repeat? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, it kind of reminds me of that song, Barbara Streisand. Oh, Yeah. I get that. I get that. Oh, now that you say that, absolutely. All right, Queens, whoever wants it, there's your mix. (laughs) (laughs) Work. We have Rita selecting Anita and Victoria, and it's a match made in Camp Heaven. Isis didn't move her hands 
Um, she didn't move at all. Hands felt her. It's Team Canada with Stephanie and Kendall. And that leaves our melanated diva supreme, Raja, Silky, and Vanity. Now, I think those are their fun teams. They, they all work out perfectly. But Brooklyn, before she leaves, will say, as far as judging, the Canadians are nice, and that's the truth. And they will not be eliminating them this season. They'll be eliminating each other. Yep. Do we like this twist? Yeah, I do. I'm, ex- I'm, I'm, ex- it always brings some like competition into it and you never know what to expect. Yeah. I think it adds an element of like, I don't know. I think that there is more room for drama in this. Yeah, absolutely. Person. They leave a little more like space for Queens to sort of choose their own adventure in terms of how shady they'd like to be. Because obviously like there's the option to eliminate the person who you think like did worse in the challenge there's the option to eliminate the person who you're less close with there's the option to eliminate the person who's more of a threat um there are lots of different strategies within this game that I think it's harder to play strategy game in like the regular run of the mill drag race format exactly and I I think I like that kind of element I think I like the new version of all-star rules a little better where at least everyone is involved in potential vote (laughs) Um, but that being said, UK versus the world gave us some of the most amazing drama. It right. just happened to backfire that it was some fan favorites that got the right. bad end of the stick. Yep. We'll see if it happens again. We'll see. All right. The girls are going to waddle into their workroom with the high heels and select their stations. Raja loves the floor because it's purple and they have chandeliers. Um, maybe Rue needs to install some chandeliers in the U.S. Vamp it up. Oh, Yeah. Now, as everyone is trying to meet, Silky, who is from America, is running to get her spot. Is that a thing we do? <laughs> claiming the workroom spot? No, just running to things and, and claiming oh. spots. I and, sure. I, I mean, feel like it kind of is. Like, on I mean, subways, like getting like, on the bus when you were little, you like would run to the back. Or even the subway. Like It's a head-to-head match for yeah. that seat, not next to somebody, and then you're stuck in the middle with other people that you don't want to ne- sit next to. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a creature of habit. I like to like sit in the same space in the same mm-hmm. like if I'm going to the same restaurant, I want to be at the same table. Absolutely. I'm here for that. Now Vanity and Victoria have the UK area. Silky Raja have teamed up in their spot. Canada season two trio have their spot, which leaves Rita and Anita. Anita is very excited to be roommates with her as she is so lovely and feeling less like a loner and she's making friends. Um, which I get. I kind of like it's kind of crazy to be like okay, you're going to literally a new country and have no one from your show here. Yeah, so it must be a little no hard. one from your show is here. You've probably met none of these people and we're throwing you into the lion's den. Have a great show. Yeah. Now, Stephanie will say that this is weird for her as she is such a fan of these queens. And now she's going to say this as she's pointing in the direction of both Isis and Kendall, who will jokingly both at the same time say, thank you. Very <laughs> cute, very cute. Now, Silky says that walking in the workroom felt different than her All-Stars experience. Anita was worried that Silky and Raja would be too good for them, but thinks they are so personable and loving and warm. Speaking of personable, lovely, and warm, Silky will say that she was walking up and had to stop to catch her breath, and without losing a beat, Anita says, is that because you're not very fit? So funny. And Silky loves it and says that's a read coming from a sisterly place. Um... That's what I kind of love about Anita. And Mac, I think you'll you'll learn to understand that Anita yeah. is a very funny comedy queen. Yeah. Um, that's I'm what excited. she did on Down Under. Um, 
she's really really funny i'm 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 here for those kind of digs that's my um, i love i love like i feel like she exists in sort of my favorite humor space which is like humor that is stupid mm-hmm. yeah like it's not it's not gratuitously intelligent humor. yeah yeah now as the queens are gonna get on the drag roger sees stephanie clearly she's crushing which brings me to the most important question who is the trade of the season Kendall. Okay, Kendall. We got to vote for Kendall. I'm sorry, it's Victoria. Victoria. It is Victoria. She's high. Yeah. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She's very my type. I know she has a partner. I'm not going to try that. No, it's okay. okay. (laughs) Now the alarm will sound and we get a message from Rue. Now listen, I know I watch a lot of Drag Race and maybe it's just me who's pointing it out, but Rue is a very busy lady and I know it's expensive to have all 50 Glam Squad people there. But this is, I think, the third time she's worn this look for video messages throughout the franchise. Oh, really? At least put on a different wig. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> Filmed in one day. Yeah. No, literally, it is. I, she, you can tell when shows are coming out and when they were officially filmed because she does yeah. them all at once. She said, how can I kill two birds with one stone? Mm-hmm. It's true. Right. I don't After blame her. The- Looks are expensive. For real, she probably gets shit for free. I mean, yes. But also, like, the especially, like, the act of getting in drag for her probably takes a long time. Not that it doesn't take a long time for everyone, but, like, she's been doing it for a long time and also doesn't do it herself. That's that's very true. Um, But, yeah, I mean, she's got a lot of wigs. I mean, she can use one of her party city shake and goes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think we all have one. I would love to see that. Honestly, that's that's the show I want to see. That would be camp. Can you imagine her in like a little in like a little bus driver wig, just like walking out on the runway? I feel like people would gag. People would gag in the right look. I think she could pull it off. I think it could work. Now, after the message, the girls will skate to their tables as they are about to write. Now, Kendall loves girl groups. It's something that she does. I mean, shout out to the Brat Pack. Um, Have I mentioned that Kendall and G and Cynthia were on the Milestone 500th episode of Block Talk? I love them. Listeners, go check it out. That's a really fun interview. Um, Anita is excited to win with her group. And obviously, we got to have some names for our teams. Raja will throw out that they should be SRV, which is Silky Raja Vandy. I'm here for that name. Simple, easy. Yeah. Yeah, love it. The Canadians are brainstorming, and Stephanie says it has to be something Canadian and says Maple Sheer Up. Isis tells her to let someone else have a turn, which is funny when we finally learn what their group name is, in fact, Maple Sheer Up. Yeah. <laughs> Why straight and, from a classic? Exactly. Now, and finally, we have the comedy queens as they're going to be touche. They are three nanas who are ready to show the youngins that they have got it. And Victoria's like, wait, I'm not even the oldest. I might be the youngest. But emotionally and spiritually, they are the wisest. Yeah. yeah. Now, if we are going to form a girl group right now, what would our trio be? MMR or... Hmm. What if it's like... Because it's... Yeah. Um, what if it's Mr. M? I'm here for it. There it is. Um, watch out. We are going to film a music video and it's going to be glam nominated next year. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? Best video. Best video. We're actually creating a new category for best song. (laughs) There it is. Now, Rita says that their group was created by Destiny as they don't do dips and wheels. What is a wheel? 
but the I know that's so well. I don't know. <laughs> Is it a French Canadian thing? I don't know, but I would like yeah. to see it. I do too. I would like to see it. So hopefully she'll um show us. But yeah. Rita loves writing and the singing part. The dancing part is she just got to do it. Victoria <laughs> thinks they're going to be underestimated. And Stephanie thinks that they will have um to use the funny angle for their group because she, Kendall, and Isis are the real girl group of the room. Kendall thinks having a winner competing shakes up the game, and Anita tells her group that she's surprised to see Isis there as she is the winner of season two. Mm-hmm. she's feeling the pressure she knows they will get rid of her including her own canadian sisters but kendall says there is she's there to take it away from her again whatever happens happens isis just does not want to land in the bottom yeah over at srv they know they are three lip sync assassins and believe the others should be nervous raja feels the energy is right off the bat does vanity speak french She's gonna try it in the first few bars. Je m'appelle Vanity, which we know means my name is Vanity. Um, I did not learn any French while watching Drag Race France. <laughs> I um famously am fluent in French, so I did not learn any French, but I did like watching the show in French. I mean, uh, you obviously love Avignois. You have your yeah. French influence. I can't take full credit for the name, but it is French influenced. There it is. She is going to throw out a line that says, Black queens are not the same, so remember their names. And that is the statement the fandom needs to hear. Honestly, say it louder for the people in the back. Hey, it's it's going to be in the song forever. Mm-hmm. Vanity says it's important for the fans to understand whether tagging the wrong queen on social media and being blatantly disrespectful that they are borderline racist. Which is fascinating as we did have a moment two weeks ago where the uk4 social media team accidentally confused baby and black peppa on a video and then had to come out with a statement saying they apologized um zoinks eek um i'm sure that little intern from the bbc was fired Mm. like it is so easy to do better i'm sorry absolutely so easy there's no excuses no especially because they're both on the show yeah. Right. It's I not mean, like we went to a bar and didn't know what the queen's name was. Like they were right. on TV. Yeah. And they've been making promotional materials about them for months now. Yeah. Yeah. There's no excuses for it. But um, I'm glad Vanity expressed it on the show because yeah. that's yeah. the problem is we don't get to hear those sound bites on the show often. Right. Right. We try to separate show from the fandom and i'm glad that they're at least leaning into it a little more because um this fandom's messy yeah yes now Roz is going to visit touche to see what's good and what is good is anita changing her verse because she accidentally wrote it about brooklyn and not herself was this true or was this simply a segue for brooklyn to enter the room we'll never know (laughs) i'm fine with it either way yeah uh she is going to arrive with international pop star anjali First off, that look, um, denim on denim on denim was clearly 2000s hot realness. It was really amazing. We're going to learn that she has written and collaborated with Lady Gaga, Kelly Clarkson, Nicki Minaj, just some legend icon stars. No big deal. No big deal. Yeah. Giving Canadian tuxedo down. <laughs> I had not heard of her before. Are you familiar with Anjali before we got her resume? I was not familiar, but I'm glad I am now. Yeah. I, I'm going to go look up her stuff and see what yeah. else she's 
collaborated on because she's very talented. Not to jump ahead, I did love the lip sync song. So, so good. All right. Now, Anita has turned into a lesbian as she is in love with Anjali. Meanwhile, Victoria is calling her the future Mrs. Gong. <laughs> We're going to have our camp queens join Brooklyn and Anjali to go through their verses. And first up is Miss Anita Wiglet, and she is spitting very much like her Queen's Down Under verse on her season. And Brooklyn tells her she sounds good, but could use a bit more confidence. Anjali loves her vibe and thinks if she puts her personality in it, she's going to kill it. Rita is up, and I was like, oh boy, it's terrible. Um, Anjali will say that her rhyme of shell and tell isn't working and suggests maybe I'm a gender bender hot as hell. Yeah. Great suggestion. Um, but you do see who you're calling hot, right? It's Rita Vega. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a choice, but... Hot is a state of mind, not a state it's of being. It's true. That's fair. Victoria will share her lyrics, which include "You can start the jam because I'll cream first. It only seems it only seems right." Um, very naughty, naughty girl. I love it. Love, love it. So funny. Can do no wrong. On. <laughs> now she goes on to say, "If you're bottom soggy, give me an oggy oggy," which will lead to the discussion of what exactly a soggy bottom is. Anjali has no idea what a soggy bottom is. So Victoria will tell her about how it's um, not a good thing in pastries, but maybe a good thing in other areas. I loved when she also recognized she was like, well, that's dirty, isn't it? I love her like moment of self-recognition that she's like, oh, did I just say that on TV? I like it. I, I'm I like it. A, a, a naughty Victoria a soggy bottom. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Next up, we have Team Canada. Isis goes and it's cute, but a little pitchy, but Anjali likes her lyrics and her vibe and advises her to take out a couple words. She can play with it a bit. Kenny Jen goes and Anjali calls it fire, which I can only assume is going to be fire because the fact that we learned nothing in her moment here, they just want to keep it a secret from us. Sure. Now, Stephanie, poor Stephanie, uh, she is not a rapturous. So Anjali will try to guide her to carve up the verse with looking fishy, booty squishy, Calgary queen, I'm so delishy. And I was like, this girl's brilliant. Oh yeah. But Stephanie's like, well, looking fishy, catch me on the flip side is double entendre as flip side is another word for Philippines. And Anjali will try flip me and Stephanie's still not convinced. And I understand why she's not taking the direction because i understand that this is important lyric to her she wants to pay homage to her filipino heritage but sometimes you gotta trust the professionals that it may be better to listen to them yeah. i feel what like did you take there was, i feel like there was a way to like there was another two minutes into that discussion where you could have found middle ground yes and i think unfortunately with the filming schedule that included the lyric that she would wanted to include, but yeah. was a better, like, was a better rhyme. Absolutely. I, I think, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. If there was more time, the filming allowed it, or where there was an actually, like, collaboration session, yeah. she would have found it. Um, unfortunately, it's reality TV, and we don't get the luxury of perfection. <laughs> we got our final team joining Brooklyn and Anjali, and it is a family reunion of season 11. Raja says that she was a little nervous having Brooklyn judge her, but says that in pageants, there are formers that come back, and these are the people that know exactly what it's like being in the position, so she believes Brooklyn will play it fair and keep it real. Um, we're going to keep that as a soundbite to come back to maybe later on this season, because I still have a conspiracy theory about Rick Morris, but who knows? We'll, we'll put a pin on that one. 
Um, Conversation for a later date. Absolutely. Six weeks from now, right? It was only six episodes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Brooklyn notes that the last time she saw Raja was when they created iconic television lip sync against each other on All Star Six. That season had a lot of good lip syncs. Such yeah. good lip syncs. Vanity shares her verse, and Brooklyn thinks it's very good. And Raja has a lot of words in her verse. She's not Buster Rhymes, she's out of breath. And Anjali tells her to remove a word so she can't catch her breath. Now, Silky's turn, and she's nervous. Why? Because Anjali's titties are perkier than hers. <laughs> what a fun, fun, I fun girl. I love Silky so much. <laughs> she, like, that's what is I'll fun about her. She, she just doesn't care. She's going to say what she wants to say, and it's going to be good TV. And, yeah. She's also, I think something that I love about Silky is that, like, you can tell, like, all of the emotions she's feeling under this, like, overly confident facade. Yeah. But, like, she doesn't let the facade distract, like, distract yeah. from the fact that, like, she is this vulnerable person as well. Absolutely. I mean, she definitely, absolutely is showing a very different side of herself this season already, one episode yeah. in. I love her, and I'm excited to see what the season does for her. Anjali likes her standing ovation line, but wants her to take it and make it so she advises a little change and says, I'm standing for my own ovation, and it's a silky celebration. It's how Silky lives her life. She doesn't wait for applause. She starts it and you join in. And I think that was a good um, wisdom to live by. I'm going to start living yeah. by my own Hell yeah. applause. Anjali, brilliant. One of the best support guests we've seen on the show. Bring her back more times. I love her. Um, yeah. I haven't looked if she might be a writer on this track, but I would not be okay. shocked if she is not. I feel like I feel like it has her stamp on it a little bit. Yeah, because I mean, we've definitely seen Leland come in and um, help with Leland tracks. So I could see Anjali being a writer here. For sure. All right, it's time to head to the main stage to work on some group choreo. First up is Touche, and they have to do with themselves. They're going to start with the chorus, and Victoria is put in charge, but quickly reminds them that she will lead, but it's a group effort. Very smart. Very smart, because you if it fails, you don't want to have full blame. Yeah. yeah, she said, let me cover my bases a little bit. She has some dance training and looking at the group, she says she has to keep it simple, but entertaining. Rita will brain fart a lot as she learns new steps. And I felt, again, very seen. I feel like I would be the one, the trouble one in the group. When we eventually film our music video, it's, it's going to be me. I <laughs> dance. Oh, I'm a former competition dancer. I got you. Oh, amazing. Yes. She says when you are the weak link in the group, it sucks. Again, feel seen, very seen. They're going to commit to being theatrical and have personality because they're not the best dancers. Next up, we have our Canadian divas who are going to choreograph their number, number. And little Miss Stephanie is like, here's what we're going to do. Oh, you just put yourself in charge. Sure, yeah. Sure. Which is funny because the other two are also dancers. Yeah. But she's going to lead them to victory. We'll see. Now, Stephanie will step out and ask them to do it. And Kendall's like, wait, are you now judging us? You're part of our group. You can't do that. She's giving drill sergeant energy. Um, and I really thought like reading the edit, I was like, oh no, Stephanie's a goner. She's, she's, she's leaving this episode. I kind of respect the hustle. I do too. Especially in this kind of season. Like you yeah. need to make your place. Mark. You have to. Yeah. Now on season two, Isis says that Stephanie and Isis were in the bottom since they couldn't nail the choreography. I didn't remember that, so I had to consult the wiki. Isis was in the bottom with OC and Aqua Black. Stephanie was safe. Huh. Oh. 
they work together in this song, but maybe, I don't know, maybe she's continuity errors. Continuity errors. <laughs> yeah, old age, old age. Let's go with that one. Um, but they are, they are very ambitious, their group. It's a little more than they can chew, but we'll see what happens. And finally, we have SRV up and Vanity is a dancer and choreographer. Silky and Raja are performers. She thinks they have it in the bag. Silky wants a little K-pop upbeat and then get low. And I was like, who would have thought Miss Silk Silk would be giving the moves? Right. I, listen, she's a a dancer. She is. Yeah. She shares that they need to get it right because not only for this competition, representation matters. And they have three melanated girls in a girl group for the first time in drag race history. So important. Very important. Will it happen again? I hope so. Me too. Yeah. Vanity is going to give some choreo for her verse. And Silky's like, no, no, no. You get, you got to give me counts. I don't even know your lyrics, bitch. Why? why? No, counts, numbers. Yeah. Raja thinks they don't nail the choreography. One of them will be the first queen going home. And they're not having that. Not on today. Nope. It's Elimination Day. Raja is singing her new song. It's a new day in the workroom. So I guess that's uh, the follow-up to Oh My God. Yeah. Um, I think, listeners, let's have a drinking game. Every time you hear, oh my God, take a drink. I'm blackout. <laughs> I'm thrilled. No, Kendall, I'm thrilled. <laughs> Kendall will give us the It's a New Day in the Workroom line, which usually is the kiss of death, and history is on death's side once again. Mm. How are they feeling? Well, Raja thinks it's the best way to start. Victoria will note that they may all be sisters, but there's going to be sending home someone. Silky wants to know how these hoes will be planned to vote bitches out, play it fair, or be shady. Rita says that you have to plan to play it fair, but when you're in the game, you never know. And Stephanie notes, especially when you make friends and allies. How would you both play this game? (laughs) I mean, I... My mom has said before that I am the sort of person where you can put me in a room with the devil and I tell you it was a little warm, but I had a lovely time. Mm -hmm. I feel like I would talk a huge game about playing strategy and I would talk a huge game about like, I'm going to take out whoever I think is the biggest threat. And then I would play it totally based on statistics. I would totally play it based on like, you did worse in the challenge and like, just I would be too objective about it I don't think that would make me a good player of the game of drag race but I'm just being honest <laughs> that's fair Ryan um I, <laughs> my little Scorpio <laughs> yeah I think I would make sure everyone trusts me and they could tell me whatever they want and I keep secrets but I know the secrets so I will stab you in the back after. <laughs> when are you gonna go on survivor that's the strategy they need <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Isis plans to play fair and says that Silky will be the problem. And she is quickly to say uh, she's joking. As Silky says, they don't need to eliminate her. She's got three other Canadian sisters to do that. <laughs> um, and Silky says it's going to take all four Canadians to take her out. Now, Raja wants to know about the clubs in London, as she shares that when she went to London for three months, presumably when she was in Death Drop on the West End, she wants to know why, when she went to a few bars and clubs, they didn't see any diversity. Vanity will say that Victoria can help her out by saying that event organizers don't know that they've got drag kings and AFAB queens and diverse casts of people that they can tap into. Victoria says that it's majorly cis white men on every lineup and from her experience as a lesbian, she says that lesbians are not seen and left out of the queer community. She notes that she feels more seen having been on Drag Race, even when she won't be let into a straight venue straight away, she has to be told, they have to tell her who she is. 
she breaks it down to say that her heart breaks, that they fought so hard, and she's still segregated within the community. As Raja says, it's 2020 going into 2023. When is it going to change? Kendall will note that in Vancouver, a lot of shows have an unspoken rule that there needs to be diversity. From a non-binary performer to a drag king to people of color, she says you really don't see an all-cis white cast. Silky notes that in America, it wasn't until George Floyd that drag queens started to fight for the power to have diverse casts. She says they don't realize their own strength in the community because they put so many labels, they forget to stop and think about community. It's a work in process in Montreal, according to Rita. Now, before we talk about the more things that happen in Montreal, let's talk about this conversation. We are all part of the New York nightlife scene. Mm -hmm. Is it getting better or have we just covered the problems with the Band-Aid and wait until someone says something before more action is made? Mm. (laughs) Um, I mean, I feel like we've been kind of taking two steps forward, one step back, especially like recently within the last year. especially everything that's gone down with certain places um yep redacted but (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i find it's two steps forward one step back it's slow Mm -hmm. yeah change takes a long time and to rush progress is to not value it Mm -hmm. i think that there are not to toot my own horn are a lot of people who are like specifically in the scene right now working towards making a more equitable, welcoming, diverse version of the nightlife that we already know and love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, was the whole reason that we founded Avec Moi was that there were a lot of us in the scene who weren't cis men and felt unsafe at some of these venues. And we felt like we couldn't go see our friends who performed in drag we couldn't go like to a bar to get a drink with our queer community without feeling like there was a risk that someone was going to act in a way that was misogynistic or transphobic towards us sure we started avec moi so that people who were less in the scene than we are would know that there was a place for them People are misogynistic to me in the scene all the time. I can take it. I never want anyone to be in a queer space for the first time and hear that they aren't welcome. That is something I will not tolerate. And I am glad that Avec Moi exists for that purpose. There are a lot of really incredible organizations all throughout nightlife that are doing amazing work to make our scene a better version of what it is. Yeah, I'm glad this conversation happened on Drag Race. Um, I heard Victoria start talking and I said, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, my question, will this conversation on an international drag show help bring awareness to the diversity in nightlife issues? Or was this just another conversation blip we will forget about next week? I certainly won't forget about it. I hope other people and again, like this episode, I think was so important for the fandom as a whole, because we we're talking about issues that are actually present and need to be discussed. Yeah. Um, yeah. There should never, ever in nightlife be a cast of all cis white men. Never. Yep. Our scene has so much more than that to offer. To have a cast that's exclusively cis white men is to not like be valuing nightlife in the way that we should. 
and not Absolutely. representing yeah everyone that is a part of nightlife yeah and yeah change is coming it's gonna happen and we'll we'll, we'll get there it's gonna take time it's gonna take time and you know what that's okay absolutely now back to the montreal discussion um silky's gonna reveal that she's been kicked out of a strip club in montreal a couple times what was she doing to get kicked out of a strip club well apparently ain't no party like a big silk party because a big silk party don't stop um i am assuming maybe it's for legal reasons why she couldn't share what actually happened probably you know what as long as she wasn't hurting anybody exactly whatever y'all ever live your life have y'all ever been kicked out of anywhere? No. I've kicked people out, but I've never been kicked out. <laughs> All right, let's head to the main stage in Brooklyn Heights. Our dear friend looks fantastic. That wig, that gown. Oh my God. What a stunner. Yeah. We have our panel of Tracy Melcher, special guest on Julie. And where's Brad? What was he doing? Why couldn't he be here? I hope to see him oh, soon. Yeah. I hope to see him soon. I feel like maybe they're going to do a thing with him and Tracy where they trade back and forth sort of in the same way that Carson and Ross do on US. Yeah. I hope so, at least. Yeah. Very interesting. I love All right. We're going to go through our three girl groups then discuss the looks. First up is Touche. Um, now, I'm assuming that they were all told to bring Pastel for this challenge, which I think is brilliant. I love um, that we get this cohesion. My hot take, we have the best group here. I thought Touche was by far my favorite. Love the track so much. Um, what did you all think about this number? I liked it a lot. You know, I think for me, it's not one of my favorite songs that's been on Drag Race mm-hmm. in recent years. Um, but I mean, I love the looks. I think the lyrics are great. I think they all did well. Yeah, I thought it was like a good cohesive group song. Um, yeah. And I'd li- I would listen to it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this one. I think they had like the most cohesion lyrically and the end was a weird, the, who, the ending of the song, no matter what, on th- both, all three tracks yeah. were weird. Yeah. But the fact that they did like the Augie, 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 Oi, 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 and then the Aussie, Aussie, Oi, Oi, Oi with Rita not having anything to do, it was camp. Yeah. That was brilliant lyric writing. Yeah, um, it, was, it was very smart. I mean, I Victoria makes me laugh every time. Yeah. So they're definitely my favorite here. Um, Maple Sheerups. They had pop girl energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's about it. I was like surprised. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I thought based on their conversations with Anjali that this was going to be a much stronger run for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they were strong, but they were the safe girl group of, of the yeah. They were not going to win. That makes perfect yeah. sense. Um, SRV. Now, here's where I said about the, the color scheme here. You got two thirds of the cast wearing, wearing pastels. You have two thirds of this team wearing pastels. Um, maybe they wanted to do jewel tones because they all three had jewel tones, but Raja did stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. He hello. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, like I liked their song so much that I wasn't as concerned with the looks for them. Yeah. Um, they they did very well. Um, I wish whoever was producing this worked with Vanity a little bit and like boosted her up an octave. Um yeah, it was, it a, was a low. Hard to hear. yeah. Um, but no, they, they, again, lyrically brilliant. They think they were a very yeah. strong group. I thought the choreo worked for all of them. Yeah. Um, 
I like the song. I think they all, all nine of them did a great job. So it was really going to come down yeah. to splitting hairs. Yeah. And so what I was saying earlier, I'm like this level of excellence in like on this show, this level of excellence in the form of drag, like frankly, you don't necessarily always see like in, in New York city, it's not like, okay, you're going to, if you're going to be a drag queen, you have to be a lyricist. Like they're asking them to do something that like, frankly, is not really a part of being a drag artist and they right. all smashed it. Mm. Yeah. And that's the fun part about uh, all-star season is you, you know, what's coming. You, you can now take the time to learn. And again, I've said many times on the podcast, if you're planning to be on drag race for the first time, learn how to rhyme just yeah. write a couple things down go play around on a snatch game go to an improv class you, you know what's coming to you no more excuses let's make it good mm. take one day find a friend who knows how to sew there it is all right let's do the runway category is queen of the world in honor of the runway we will play royalty or peasant First up, Anita Wiglet. Look by Carrie Trent Ranagui. Hair by Michael Irwin. Jewels by House Priscilla. Nails by Petite Nails. I appreciate this. And as the first one out, it's cute. But then eight friends of hers entered. And I was like, oh, okay, you're underwhelming. <laughs> Looking at her alone, she's really tapping into the versatility, giving you glamour. The fuchsia, beautiful color. I wish she brought up that color to the lip. Black was not the right choice. Uh-uh. I agree with you. Need a necklace. Give me one. It's beautiful, but just not queen of the world. Yeah, not not my favorite. I think it's a cute dress, but I don't think that like it is runway. It's not yeah. for me. <laughs> I agree. It's not for you. <laughs> Brooklyn says she started off really strong with her signature face, but she doesn't really remember much of her. She says she did a really good job, but it wasn't as poppy as some of her teammates. Tracy says the group was funny and entertaining and they played well with one another. She says she loves Fuchsia and she loves Sparkle, but she looks at the other queens and wishes it was a little more elevated. Anjali says on paper, her verse was one of the strongest, but she lost it in her... She says the recorded part sounded really good, but it was the delivery when she performed it. I'll give it a peasant. Peasant. Yeah, sorry, girl. Audience, 46% royalty, 54% peasant. Hmm. Okay. Next up, Rita Vega. Look by Luke Couture. Hair by Wig Chapel. Jewels by our friends at Ant Accessories. Yes, that means Ant Accessories made that scepter. Uh, she got coined. Those TV spots really paid off. She's giving you regal, but make a camp. Fuchsia and yellow, great pairing. I could see her reigning over some like candy colored cartoon world as like the wiener queen. Um, and yes, yeah. her scepter is an homage to her hot dog bit on season one. Yep. Um, she looks good. The silhouette's right. Will we see better in this category? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. It's it's not my favorite thing she's ever worn and it's not my favorite thing on the runway, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. like the hot dog. It's cute. It's fun. Yeah. Brooklyn. Nod. Brooklyn says she was so much fun to watch and gave so many levels and couldn't take her eyes off of her. She sees a real glow up from her season since season one with the makeup and the wigs. She says she looks very regal and very camp, French Canadian, but elevated with a sense of polish. Anjali says, je t'aime, je t'aime, je t'aime. She says she killed it on stage and loves how multifaceted she is. And Tracy says she was rapping, singing, and giving different voices and thought there was a lightness and a freedom in her performance and it was jubilant. Rita says she is grateful to be back and she had a stick somewhere and it's no longer there to which Tracy says it was a scepter and it's in her hand. Work. <laughs> I'll give her a soft royalty. Yeah. yeah, soft. Very soft. Audience, 63% royalty, 37% peasant. Victoria Scone, look by Portsmouth customers, hair by Wigchapel, earrings by Fairly Odd Shop. 
she is not a cookie or a mushroom. She's a scone dripping in cream and jam. This is camp. And if you're not into camp, then you're going to loathe it. But um, as apparently some people in my DMs did, I'm not sure if this hair is the same person um, that, but I'm getting Teresa of May vibes from this wig. Um, mm-hmm. I like this. It's true to form. I wish the cream dripping part stopped a bit higher. So we saw a little more of the purple as that is the dominating color to the eye and truly a magnificent shade. Mm-hmm. Um, was the look why she was not in the top because Brooklyn Heights does not like camp? Probably. I agree with you. Yeah. I just love this look. It's stunning. This is so smart. It's a royalty. Royalty. Absolutely. Audience, 81% royalty, 19% peasant. Kendall gender, no designers listed. Um, I understand the concept. I get the concept. Why can't queens fight it out on the battlefield? Um, hair is breathtaking. I love how it's sculpted. The cat suit, very cute. I do want it to be a tad longer so it blends into the boot. Um, who doesn't love a cape? Right. I love a cape. I love, I love the sculpted hair. I love her. I love her in like a silver and white and that red, like glossy lip is gorgeous. Yeah. But the boot and it, it did bother me. The boot. <laughs> it, it did. It was just, there was like an, it was inch. This it was an yeah. inch. Anjali says she had one of her favorite lines she's ever heard in a song. She says she's really good at all le- levels, but there's that one thing that's her 10% that makes her not everyone else. She wants to know what it is. Tracy says she came out hot-stepping, going for the Beyonce Circa Destiny's Child kind of vibe. And then it looked like she was thinking about performance instead of performing it. Brooklyn says there was some really great moments, but they didn't get the same energy and fire. She says she loves the hair, but the outfit gives her queen of the world's bodyguard. She calls her a really glamorous, gorgeous assassin. I don't care. I'll give it a royalty. A royal gorgeous assassin. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, royalty fix the boot. <laughs> Audience not as in love with it. 42% royalty, 58% peasant. Mm. You know what? They should get a COVID test. One of the signs of <laughs> taste. There it is. Isis Couture. Look by V-Monique. Hair by Drag Daddy Wigs. Jewels by Ruby Hyman. Um, that is winner's coin. That was stunning. Yeah. Um, this is how you do a pageant gown, but elevate it to work for drag race. Now to all pageant winners and queens who bring their gowns and say, look, it works. Um, you got to You got to accessorize it. That lined cape with that feather lining. Um, I would like that for the glam awards, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. The blue lining in that is stunning. It's gorgeous. Royal. The crown is remarkable and striking. She's giving you a glow up from her crowning look. And I appreciate the cinematic parallels. Yes. I love it. Gorgeous. Royalty. 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 Obviously. Audience, 97% royalty, 3% peasant. Mm. Stephanie Prince, look by Patrick uh, uh, Isarena, hair by Abaya Mirage, nails by Nailed by Indigo. As a huge fan of Drag Race Philippines and learning so much about their culture through the show, this was brilliant. Um, I almost wish they would save Stephanie for Philippines versus the world, which will eventually happen, but hey, she can go to that one too. Yeah, um, of Truly a beautiful look. All the elements are there. She's giving you indigenous Pinoy realness with just the right amount sparkle to make a drag. Is the problem presentation and holding the headpiece? Yes, but that should not take away the brilliance of the overall look. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I'm like, I wish she could walk without having to hold it, but I, I kind of don't. Yeah, practiced a bit more. I, I agree. Nitpicking, but yeah. Brooklyn asks her <laughs> to tell her- between a 98 and 99%. Like Exactly. Brooklyn is going to ask her about her runway look, to which Stephanie says it's an homage to her grandpa as he died recently and she couldn't go home. It is a love letter to him as he was the village king. 
Brooklyn says he looks beautiful. She looks beautiful. She says she was worried about keeping the pot in her head and they were staring at the pot as it was, if it was going to fall, but she calls the performance ambitious as she was pl- trying to play catch up the entire time. She said she had a fun verse and liked how she talked about being a sexually liberated young lady, but didn't give any flirtiness or sexiness in the performance. Tracy says she looks stunning in fashion, but it's history and personal and made an impact. She says it should look effortless, even though it was a lot of work. Anjali liked the carve out that she did in the lyrics to get some rid of the words, but um, there were still parts she felt were too wordy and that inhibited her performance. She says if she leaves some negative space, she can allow herself to perform a little more. But I don't care. That look is a royalty. Yeah. Yeah. It's gorgeous. I love it. Audience, 95% royalty, 5% peasant. Vanity Milan, um, no designers listed. I can't get my eyes away from the quilt. It was... um, a lot and force the top part of it just to jut out just a little too much. I wish the flare had gone out a little further. Um, she looks like a Royal scuba diver with that headpiece. So fun. Um, it's definitely a step up from what she's done. Um, she's giving you the royalty assignment. She aced it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love, I love gold on her. Mm-hmm. It's a gorgeous color. It's, it's, it's and it's not orange. She's straight yeah. away. She, yeah. It's still in the family. Yeah, I was like, these like sort of like buttery rich tones look so good on her. Absolutely. Brooklyn is impressed and says she murdered the challenge. She says it was so good. She says she looks beautiful and was giving a little Bridgerton tease. She came into the competition swinging. Anjali says when she came out in the light purple outfit and the hair, she said she wanted to be her. She loves the cage, hat, helmet thing, and the queen quilt. She loves it all. Tracy says hashtag black girl magic, hashtag black girl excellence. And she says she was basking in the talented male nude girl group extravaganza and says her performance was a powerhouse and a command of the stage vanity says standing next to two powerhouse icons and two melanated black queens she's looked up to for so long it was the best feeling ever to her to hear that she's holding her own this is royalty she absolutely held her own like they all were incredible but she like she absolutely like fit among the pantheon i'll give it a royalty absolutely royalty Audience, 75% royalty, 25% peasant. Raja O'Hara, look by Raja. Uh, Mm -hmm. Raja wearing pants and purple. Call me shocked. Um, If we hadn't seen- from a classic. (laughs) Right. Um, If we hadn't seen so much of that on Also 6, I would like praise this look even more. I'm ready to be blown away. That being said, as far as the look, it's it's good. Um, I will say that my favorite part is the hair. Oh my God. Oh my God. I love the hair. I also like, I love, I love a glove and I love like how well the glove blends into the coat. Absolutely. Like, I think it's just, it, it's flawless. Brooklyn says she was so much fun to watch in the challenge. She says her verse, she lost what she was saying as there were so many words in them and she was saying them so quickly. She says the look is her signature color. Tracy says she performed her booty off and Anjali loved her. She says her ease in her body and presence is so strong. The look is royalty mm-hmm. absolutely audience 82 82 percent royalty 18 percent peasant mm-hmm. and finally silky nutmeg Minash. look by troy c ford hair by gl walton nails by funeral face nails jewels by con plot this is the best thing she's ever worn a drag race yes she starts yes. off with this bold black gown i'm like okay i'm here for it then she yep. reveals this regal gown stone for the gods the fabric is beautiful it glistens like royalty and she looks comfortable and happy and proud and that's what i'm happy to see on the stage so glad to see yeah this. one of her best if not her best it's my top two 
I absolutely. agree. Me too. I agree. Uh, it's royalty. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For the first time in Block Talk history, not only does Silky Nutmeg get one 100%, she gets two. 100% royalty. <laughs> um, this is what you got to do. She has taken the time to learn what the fans have said. She's taken the time to see herself on TV. And this is how you improve. I am so yeah. proud. And I think she also, like, she has done a better job of almost anyone in the franchise than, like, sticking to her guns and being unapologetically who Silky is. Yeah. I think she is such an incredible, like, pillar in the community in terms of, like, knowing exactly who you are and not being afraid to express it on this show, regardless of what the fan reaction is, that, like, Mm -hmm. you can't help but fall in love with her. Absolutely. All right. Well, the official rules are as follows. After critiques, they will pick the top and bottom. The tops will battle it out for lip sync and the winner will eliminate one bottom queen. They performed as teams. They will be judged individually. Victoria Scone, Isis Couture, and Silky Nutmeg Ganache are safe. That leaves Anita Wiglet, Rita Baga, Kendall Gender, Stephanie Prince, Vanity Milan, Raja as the tops and bottoms with Vanity and Rita as the top two. Raja and Anita safe. Kendall and Stephanie the bottom. Agree with everything because I don't. I uh, I don't agree. Yeah. I would have swapped Raja and Rita for Victoria and Silky. Victoria and Silky. Oh. Yeah. I I could have seen it being um some combination in the top of Victoria, Silky, and Vanity. I would have gone ultimately with Vanity and Victoria. Mm-hmm. I think, again, I think it was the look Brooklyn didn't care for. Yeah, That's why Victoria good. didn't get it. She was so good. Mm. They should watch out. She is, they're That's all lucky. Yeah. Um, in season three. Oh, I've been team Victoria. Like yeah. Team Victoria. I think I, if I had to like pick now, it's like my top three are Victoria, Raja, and Vanity. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to get into the workroom to deliberate a little bit. Um, but before that, Vanity says to Silky and Raja that they have been a positive influence in her drag career being Black. And she says she doesn't see a lot of her skin tone on screen and now is being shown in a positive light. They gave her confidence to stand up to two powerhouses and say they can hold their own, but come together in a group and serve. Mm-hmm. And Silky says that in the U.S., girls of color are not celebrated. Vanity says the same in the U.K. And Silky says that coming to Canada and getting these critiques, she felt she was on stage and on top. She's humbled to be back and in the competition feels the love that she thought she would have a target on her back, but she doesn't have that. What she deserves. This was great. This was a really, really cool moment because we have not seen this kind of vulnerability out of Silky. Yeah. She has heart. She has emotions. Glad. I'm glad she's getting her flowers. Absolutely. All right. Rita has potentially has to send someone home and her only options are Canadian options. With Rita, Kendall says she understands what they are saying and maybe it was the first week jitter. She feels deserving of being there. And Kendall knows Rita really well and says she has respect for her. But Rita knows that she can do this and when it comes what she can do. And Stephanie, she doesn't know what she can do. Rita will say she keeps her, is keeping a threat to which Kendall says, do you want to fight against someone who can bring it back or get rid of the bitch quickly and skate your way to the top? She says she doesn't seem like that kind of girl. (laughs) Rita will ask Kendall if she will remember her if she gets in trouble and she said she absolutely would. I think this was the winning conversation for Rita. You think? I think so. (laughs) I think she would have, I think she will 
keep Kendall if she got I think to. So. Yeah. Because also she had just met Steph. Yeah. Like I think, yeah. I think, I think she like I think she would have cacked Kendall. Frankly, I think she would yeah. have been correct too. Yeah. I agree. Um now with vanity. Stephanie is going to be asked why her over Kendall and she says they really loved her look and feels she has a lot more to show and she says more representation to show as she is the only Asian queen there and Vanity says she knows how that felt as she was the only black queen on her season. Vanity mm-hmm. says that being a person of color there are not a lot of people that they can look up to in the industry but goes on to say that the look was amazing but the judges felt she felt flat. Next conversation I think is going to be the key for what ultimately will happen here. Yeah. Now the catches, they all think it's probably going to be very, very close, and they're really wondering how this is going to work out. Kendall is going to come to slay Vanity, which is ironic to what will happen ultimately on this ep- the end of this episode. Sure. Kendall hopes Vanity sees this as a misstep in the choreography, and this is not her t- entire story. Vanity sees the fire in Kendall's eyes and doesn't know how to make the decision. She tells Kendall she loves her on her season, and there are a lot of factors to play into. Mm-hmm. Kendall doesn't know where Vanity's head is at and doesn't know if the compliments are to keep her or get rid of her as she wonders if she's going to get pangina I love that suburb now. Yeah. <laughs> Rita wants to know why they should keep Stephanie and she says she has tons more to show and Rita will be transparent and say that she told Kendall that they've known each other for years and she can keep her or see her as a threat. Stephanie's not feeling confident with Rita and hopes she makes the right decision. It's a crucial decision that will remain with them for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Also, when they went to vote that purple and pink stone globe, I would like one. Yes. Oh my god. Do you think they'll sell it at Dragon? I have enough money for it. <laughs> That's always the question. That's the question. They'll definitely sell it. If there's something they can sell, they're going to sell it. It's as much as I, I I read them to filth. It's such a smart business move. Mm-hmm. The top two step on the stage to battle it out. The song is "Brand New Bitch" by Anjali. As we mentioned earlier, it's a great song. Yeah, great song. It's so fun. Um, now, simply based on appearance, we knew Rita was going to be camp in this performance. And I saw a lot of people on Twitter say that ruined their performance for them. I'm sorry, friends. Camp is allowed. You can't yeah. not have camp in drag. You can't censor camp. I love campy drag. I agree. That being said, Vanity ate it. Yeah. Oh, my God. This was for yeah, Vanity, Vanity <laughs> like devoured this. Um, she's still someone who doesn't necessarily do her tricks in time to the music. She just does it to do it. Yeah. She's still very good at it. Yeah. Um, do you think Rita threw it? That's interesting. I think she might have. I think, I think so. I think a little, like she still tried hard, but it was just, it was the moment when she's in the back disrobing and she's just literally watching vanity being like, okay, yeah, you're really good. I'm just going to stay back here. Yeah. I a little don't blame her because I wouldn't want to make an enemy this early in the season. But that's it. All right. In the end, Brooklyn decides the winner is Vanity Milan. She will win a cash tip of a ten thousand dollars, courtesy of Snag Tights. And Vanity is really shocked here because she's like, "Wait, we get money for this show now? What? <laughs> what? Good for her." She follows the Vivian as the second winner of cash on Drag Race. <laughs> Thank God. Um. The bottom queen step forward. Vanity has decided to pick Kendall, and Brooklyn seemed a bit shocked here. It was very much a RuPaul shocked face. Yeah. 
lipstick has spoken and i was like oh wait i love that we're doing survivor here um and then kendall almost knocks out vanity with her sword yeah <laughs> do the right queen go home no, no. I agree. I think, I, I mean, yeah. I, again, I, I know do, I'm very biased here because I love Kendall, but I don't think she should do it. I think it was too soon Listen, for her. Yeah, I do. I do think that I am excited to see what Stephanie does next episode. Mm-hmm. I love a redemption arc and I think she does have more to show. So I am excited to see it. That being said, in terms of like objective performance on this episode, I think Kendall should have stayed. I agree. What I do find very interesting, and I know there's multiple sides to it, but Vanity all throughout UK3 and this episode discusses the importance of representation and specifically Black queens. And here she is sending home a Black queen. I really, truly believe Stephanie's pitch about being the only Asian queen in um, representation, it struck Vanity very yeah, hard. Yeah, same there. Um, just means casting us to do better. Yeah. My other no conspiracy, ever, though. No one should ever feel like the only person in the room. who's Absolutely. No um, my other conspiracy is that Kendall was a last minute addition to the cast. So maybe she didn't have her full package. And this was kind of a setup. Maybe I'm upset and biased, but it could be that. Listen, I think I'm glad that like. I feel like sometimes people don't watch the international seasons and I'm glad that Kendall has this platform of even just on this season, because I think that she's incredible. And I think more people should know who she is. Absolutely. And she, she's an advocate. She does incredible things in her community. Y'all follow her. She's good. All right. I got burning questions to wrap this up. What is Kendall's legacy? That sculpted damn hair. (laughs) It's so good. I mean, obviously far more than that, but like that is the thing that I will remember about her from this episode specifically. In terms of her legacy on the show, I mean, I think she's funny. I love her relationship with the Brat Pack. I think that Mm -hmm. she- Pop culture. Pop culture. I think she, you know, she is really an incredible like advocate for her community. Like she was, like you were saying, I think that this is far from the last we'll see from her. I agree. And she's trade. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I don't know. I'm kind of expecting some sort of like comeback. Like maybe she'll, Ooh. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. All right. Now. Week two, we have Snatch Game. Who do you think oh. will do well and who is going to bomb? I think Stephanie is going to bomb. <laughs> I do too. I mean, we've never seen her do Snatch Game. So this is yeah, our opportunity. Yeah. I think Victoria will Yeah, I'm ready kill. for Victoria to clean these girls up. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to do a Snatch Game character, who would you do? Oh, <laughs> I've... Hmm. I've said in the past that I would do, um, like, I would do, like, a figure that is not like a celebrity who you know who they are in terms of like their voice and their mannerism Mm -hmm. like I think it's funnier when people do like Betsy Ross or like a historical (laughs) figure that you can add your own flavor to you can't base anything off of it like you have no reference that'd be fun that being said um I grew up with pumpkin chop bangs and always got Demi Lovato so like maybe I'd do Demi I'm here for it what about you, Ryan? I don't know why. I, I 
used to be able to do the Pillsbury Doughboy laugh. So <laughs> I was I, like, maybe I'll do that. I would like to see it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still, if I ever have to do a performance, I think I would do Alan Carr. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so fun and easy. Yeah. I've also been thinking um, Olivia Rodrigo would be a really funny song. That's a good one. I'm, oh, I'm shocked we haven't gotten there yet. It's her time. It's her time. It's her, it's time. her time. Give her the justice she deserves. After one episode, the winner of the season is Victoria. Victoria. <laughs> I agree. It's Victoria Scone. I don't care what anyone it's says. Her, don't come for me. She's crown, amazing. It's her crown to lose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just fear that these queens are going to know that and they're going to be like, Babbage. We'll see. I'm say, not worried about her. She's so good. That just me. I'm so and excited. She's so sweet. Like, I feel like they're all going to love her. And yeah. All right. Well, where can we find you both on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Yeah, you started off. Uh, you can find me at Rude Polaroids on Instagram. And um, yeah, I, I mean, everything's on there. I'm always posting. You'll find me out taking pictures. Let me take your Polaroid. Yeah. Um, and you can find me on Insta at mac.mares, that's M-A-C-K dot M-E-R-E-S, or you can find Avec Moi on Insta at A-V-E-Q-M-O-I-N-Y-C. Um, we have happy hours, parties, and fundraisers all throughout the city all the time. We always post about it on our Insta, so check us out. And I know this is coming out after the fundraiser, but mm-hmm. we were doing a fundraiser for um, Gays Against Guns and the Colorado shooting. Yes. If so people doing... would like to donate, mm-hmm. can they still donate? They can still donate. You can go on Venmo to the same as our Instagram handle. That's A-V-E-Q-M-O-I-N-Y-C. The funds will be split evenly between the GoFundMe for Club Q and for Everytown so that we can have both personal and political impact. Amazing. Well, I've already put my donation. I know I saw your raffle entry. Thank you. I'm very excited. And I think you are doing something important and it needs to be done. And I think a little, a little 48 hour put together event. Why not? Right. There it is. And I thank you both for being here. Thanks for coming on. And there's a lot of drag race coming on in 2023. So let's do it again soon. Thanks for having us. The biggest thanks to Mac and Ryan for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. 